Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. So excited and grateful to be here. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Love, love, love you and appreciate you being here. And I'm excited to uh, introduce and share our guest with you today. Today, joining us, we have David Hartman. David is the founder and CEO of The Silver Logic, architects, platforms, and innovative technology solutions for startups and enterprises in a variety of industries. We'll let him unpack that in a little bit. He's also a husband and soon to be uh, a dad. So exciting things in, in his near future with that. David, welcome to Why Not Me. Glad you're here. Hey, thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. And yeah, lots of lots of exciting things going on. Yeah. So let, let's start with, um, tell us about your company, uh, the Silver Logic. Like, what exactly is it you do? Yeah. So we build, I mean, at the core, we build technology uh, and help people scale. And that has many facets. We've started since our beginning. We've been building a lot of technology for startups where they have an idea and we make that reality. We bring it to life. But what the core of the business, really our core focus is on business automation. So we come to a business that doesn't have to be, I mean, most of our clients are non-tech businesses. They do something else that's out there in the world. I mean, it goes from uh, from med spas to woodworking to uh, health insurance, like anything that's not necessarily tech. Um, and we help them, we look at their processes and how they actually run their company and help them automate a lot of these processes. Be because sadly, even today, I joke that most companies are run by their 27 different spreadsheets. And most companies I get into, that is still very, very true, that they have just a fun multitude of spreadsheets that actually, you know, run and operate that business. And that's where we get into, you know, clean it up, build some application or some platform that can run their business where it's less data entry, copying data from A to B and to C. Um, and then also a really powerful part that it does, aside from just adding IP to the company that adds and increases their value tremendously, but it also takes all those processes that are in some person's head and puts them not just in paper, but also in a system. So we often produce SOP, standard operating procedures, as a little byproduct, and then also put them into a system. So it just makes the company a lot more robust and, and scalable. And that's the goal. Help make that impact. And that's how we measure ourselves 
how much impact do we make every year in time saved in uh, just making employees more happy because they don't need to do really mundane things anymore. Um, and just the, the, the core one is the how many hours can we save a client in, in the really crappy work that nobody wants to do anyway? So the, the, the obvious thing is the, the dollars, right? How much time you're saving. But you mentioned this thing of you know, the, the tiny benefit of getting this and suddenly it becomes an SOP. And man, isn't that like, isn't that one of the, at least with system and soul, it was one of the foundational things is getting these processes out of somebody's head so that they're repeatable in the same manner. So that should, you know, it should, you have to replace a person if somebody doesn't show up, like nothing has to stop because all the, all the key processes are documented someplace. So I'd say, you know, right, right after the obvious, Hey, it saves a lot of money. That is such a huge thing for any company that's looking to grow even, you know, with any sort of, uh, regularity and predictability, wouldn't you think? Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a big, important piece. And oftentimes, only when we come in, people actually realize how many of their processes depend on single points of failure and just one person remembering. We had a really fun one for a property management company that thought their automation was broken uh, for their valet service. But in reality, it was just Jennifer went on vacation for two weeks that usually whenever uh, a tenant for send a text or an email to have the car picked up, then, uh, you know, Jennifer in the basement somewhere, she would forward that email to the valet guys. She would WhatsApp them and tell them to get the car. And then everybody thought the system was broken and some of the integration broke when she went just on vacation. So that's that's one of my favorite stories because, just you know, people think it's all automated, but it's just some fairies pulling the strings in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, it, it's almost, it's an illusion, right? There's, there's enough of a process that it seems automated because nobody really thinks about it anymore, but it's not truly automated to the point where it just runs, right? That's kind of, that's kind of the difference. Like without, without exactly. the person in the basement past. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't know until it breaks because while it's working, everybody's good and happy. Nobody even thinks about it. But then when it breaks, you're like, oh, oh, this wasn't just, you know, running automatically or automagically. <laughs> I need to write down the word automagically because I will be using that. I have not heard automagically before. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a fun favorite in, in the automation world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been, uh, you've got an anniversary coming up. With, yes, with the company yes. next year on on the 23rd we have our 11 year um october 23rd we have our 11 year anniversary so that's it's been quite the exciting journey we did a very big celebration last year for the 10 year anniversary because it was just you know a special moment in time i wanted to make it memorable for everybody in the team so we got got the whole team assembled and together in one spot even though we're a global team but we all met up in france to to have a splendid nine days together that is amazing so you you're the you're the founder you did you found this founded it by yourself i had i mean yes pretty much i had two co-founders but they unfortunately we we parted ways early on um and so after year one or two uh somewhere in there uh it's been uh just me so but it's also was good and refreshing. I mean, it's it's given me a lot of power and control that uh, I could make a lot of the decisions and 
just see the impact that my everyday work has and now also reaping the rewards and fruits uh, that it is bringing in now. Yeah, that's amazing. So it strikes me just the, the, the amount of odds that you've beaten to, you know, to be having this conversation with me right now, because statistically in year one, most businesses just, they don't, they don't make it to year one, right? It's a super high percentage. And then of those that make it, it's an almost equally high percentage that make it to year five. So you, you, year one, check, year five, check. Very rarely does somebody make it to year 10. And yeah. here you are at, here you are coming into 11. So congratulations. That, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's why we did. I wanted to sort of symbolize that milestone, uh, the, the 10 year milestone with a big shebang and, you know, make a, make a real nice celebration for everybody out of it. And hey, here we are already at year 11, Mark, and can't believe that another year has passed so quickly. Um, but it's, it's yeah, overall, I mean, I love the journey. Uh, the, I would say the first seven years were a lot harder. Uh, they, were, they were quite the tumultuous stuff, but then it got just a lot better in the last couple of years that it, we've also grown to a fun size where now it allows us to not only do the work we do with our clients that is just really rewarding and enjoyable, but we also get the opportunity to build some of our own products and productize some of the solutions that we really, we built them because we need them for ourselves. But because we have the engineering bandwidth and power, we just decided, oh, instead of just making this tool so it helps us run a better business, since what would I be saying if I automate all these client businesses and don't do that in my own business? So we, we do a lot of that for ourselves and just continuously uh, every week, look, how can we improve our processes? And so we've done that. And there are two products that we've now spun out of that. Uh, one is Approve.io, our uh, approval portal, which just makes for a really continuous process, which is sort of pretty novel in the software world since everybody's used to the you know classic scope of works. And then the second one is Waystones, which is really a big passion project of mine, which is, you could call it compensation intelligence or gamified career paths, but it's really taking that awkward conversation that no business owner wants to have of when an employee comes to them, it's like, hey, David, can I talk to you uh, in your office for a few minutes? And usually not a fun conversation. It's usually one of two, either can I have a raise or I'm quitting. Uh, and that spawned Waystones, which has been a really great um, way of how we've improved internally for the last eight or nine years of looking at what is everybody's opportunity and how, where do people want to grow and how do we align that with business goals and objectives? So that instead of them asking for a raise, we talk about here's how you can be more valuable for the company and how we can pay you more. And that's been, yeah, that's just that one we're now actually, the other stuff the other internal products, we don't push so much, but that one, I just went to Vegas to HR Tech last week, and that's more a ongoing and, and fun one that I'm yeah, trying to get out there so that I can disrupt, we can disrupt the space uh, in how compensation is done instead of the silly annual percentage raises to make something that rewards meritocracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know I've talked about this, but one of the tools that uh, that we use with uh, our our clients to system soul is the six dimensions of compensation, um, and and then the, the healthy fit conversation. All that is to say, we coach our clients on having just this regular, at least a quarterly 
conversation. And one of the things that comes up and you just described it was with, with waystones. The people want to know for the most part, like where can I go in this organization? Is there a future? Is there, is there advancement? Is it going to continue to challenge me? And if I'm understanding you correctly, that's kind of what waystones does. You kind of, you're able to lay the plan out for the individual uh, to suit their individual needs as well as the company and how they're interrelated. Right. Is that better? Okay. Yep, exactly. To to align, what am I, because you want to align those passions. What does someone really want to do? And not only what do they want to do today, but what do they want to do in the future? Um, mm -hmm. So to align that with where's the company going? What skills do we possibly need to adopt? But also what else is, is coming or is upcoming? And just to, to align those two journeys. And, and that's why I talk a lot about journey, because for me, it's not just, you know, it's not a job that you have, but it's your, this company, TSL, we're on a journey. We're progressing somewhere and, you know, becoming a, bit, a bigger and better company every year. And at the same time, every individual that's part of TSL is also on a journey. And I want to align those two journeys as much as possible and see how we help each other on our journeys. So we foster each other. And that's the just the why I use that term so much because I think it's it's so much beyond just, you know, we spend so much time with each other. Why not make the most out of it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh to go back a little bit, because it it seems at least I remember talking to people, I don't I spend a lot more time talking to owners these days, but remember um, talking to folks when I was younger who wanted to start a business, like someday I'm going to, so I should start or that sort of thing. And you actually did it. So going back to pr prior to starting the business, what was that like? What were the feelings involved? What did, was it? Did it just kind of happen? Did it take courage? Were you fearful? Were you confident? Tell us about getting started. Yeah. So that's a very short journey since I mean, I started freelancing in middle school uh, and just, you know, working on different projects. Uh, and then I started a company while I was in my, I think, sophomore year in college. So I never did. And I just had that chat with someone earlier today. I never had the corporate life. And, you know, I, I never really applied for a job. I was freelancing before I started the company. But I don't know how it really is to work in another company. I've worked with so many clients that I have a very good sense and feeling of it. But yeah, I, I started that journey very, relatively early on. When I was 21, I started uh, the company. So there wasn't too many other experiences from beforehand, aside from you know, the freelance work and project work I had done. If I heard you right, did you just tell me that you've never really, you've never actually had a job? And I, I say that tongue in cheek a little bit, but you've, you've never had a job. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never submitted my resume anywhere. Right, and right. the only places where I had I had internships before, uh, but yeah, only only really freelance work that I did. Like, oh hey, I'll do this project, and that was really that was me testing out can I do this company thing because freelancing for me was the tiny version of the company since ori originally it was just the three co-founders. We we just we subcontracted each other a bunch of times and decided, oh, let's just put an umbrella around it so that we're bigger than the each individual piece were more of a unit. And then that quickly turned into the other two wanting to get regular jobs and not do this crazy entrepreneurship thing. 
Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I would have gone if I really knew what I was uh, signing up for then. But I, I had the idea that, look, there's, there's going to be some, a lot of ups and downs. There's, there's going to be some fun times and then some possibly really dry times. And I was luckily always very good with just finances and, and, and savings. And I lived a very frugal life for the first seven years of the company of like, I wouldn't order a beverage in a restaurant. I would only order water. Uh, I would never have had an appetizer, never had a dessert. So I lived the first couple of years were very, very frugal. Uh, and then just someday it's, it, it clicked. It's, it just turned the corner and we're doing a lot better that I've, I've now I've had an appetizer in my life, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. So, and when I, when I, I, of course, kidding about not really having, ever having a job because as, as the leader, as a, as an entrepreneur, business owner, where you're at, it's the job of all jobs, right? It's, uh, you, you and get to, many jobs at once. I mean, that's, right. that's why I joke sometimes, uh, you guys won't be able to see me on the video, but I have, I have my different hats that I, I literally have. So sometimes when it's for our own products, I put the client hat on, which I literally printed a, a client hat so my teams can see me and, they know, oh, oh, okay, there's client David, not boss David. Um, but so you, you wear so many hats as as a founder or as an entrepreneur, uh, and especially initially, but it doesn't, I mean, it's narrowed down. I've, I've given up some of the hats and I've hired great people that now take over that. But yes, yeah, so you could you could joke that, yeah, I never had a job, but I've, I've had many jobs uh, within the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, know, you talked a little bit about those tumultuous uh, first seven years, and yeah, you know, inevitably it's business and there's people involved. So there's probably still every once in a while something comes up. But going back a few years, is there something that stands out as like the the one time that you just would not want to do, go through that period again? Or it, it, give it, give us one of the dark times if you if you're willing, and if not, we we don't have to. Yeah. No. I'll I'll share one that was was very dark. I mean, we when we had our first um lawsuit, our first really like significant lawsuit, there's been only two in our time. One of them was more of a joke where uh one of our clients and I we we got in a in a little little more than a a little snappy fight and then we just we sued each other and then we dropped it because we we're like, yeah, this was silly. Uh what were we doing? And then we did a lot more business together. So that was a silly one. That was harmless. But then, yeah, in the, I think now it's, it's a year and a half ago. It's, it's soon two years ago that, yeah, we had a pretty significant, uh, lawsuit. And that was just, it was dark times because I, as business owner, never had an idea of how involved a real lawsuit can be. Like how many, how much time it absorbs to go through a discovery. And I didn't even make it to court. I mean, we, we, we settled, uh, well before, um, it even got to deposition. So only the discovery part and all the little write-ups and all the other documents and collecting documents, it just, it absorbed so much time and so much emotional energy that I was really glad when I, when we were able to put an end to it because it just it distracted us so much from the business. And it's like, I had this extra job when I finished my, my work day, which usually, you know, I work half days from eight to eight, just half days. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a good joke there. Um, but 
to then, you know, have my, my, my second work day that goes from like, I, I'll have dinner from eight to nine or eight to 10, spend some time with the wifey and then go back and work from 10 till 3 a.m. was just really not fun and sustainable. But it was, just, I mean, we didn't have that much. We wanted to do as much as we could, take it off the shoulders of our lawyer. And yeah, it was a, was a pretty dry time. I was really, really glad I, I had my team um, and uh, had like, I mean, Christina and I, we, we both were working a lot on that and there were just so many documents. I really was uh, glad to have her by my side to just help me um, figure out, you know, all the things that we need to put together and collecting all the documents. And it was, yeah, that's a time that I don't really, where we've taken a lot of precautions now just to make sure we do as much as possible to avoid any of those scenarios ever happening again. Sure. Sure. Part of the lessons you learn. Yeah. Yeah. See, you got through it. What? And, and, you know, gentlemen, we come off the other side, you learn some lessons, you're probably better armored, better suited for things to come up in the future. But in the midst of it, um, you had to do something to keep going. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is, what would you offer our listeners who may be going through a tough time or they're headed into one? Because right, we're, in, we're in three phases. We're either going into one, coming out of one, or we're in the middle of it right now. So what would you offer our listeners that may be headed for time? You know, they're just kind of in that dark place. Yeah, two things that really helped me. Uh, I mean, one uh, is a silly one. I, I would, as meditation, and even if it was like at two or three in the morning, I, I would build ginormous Lego models. Uh, and I'm talking like five to 10,000 pieces. Um, so like the, like you, you can see in my background, some, some tiny ones, they're just like 2,000 piece uh, models. But no, these are uh, like the Titanic where I built the Imperial Star Destroyer, some Star Wars, so the Millennium Falcon, uh, some very large ones. And funny enough, before I would never have splurged on them, but then it was like, well, so if the lawyer sits on this and works on this for one hour more or less, is the equivalent of me buying one of these models. So, all right, I'll I'll put in some extra work to to make him take one hour less, and I can I can splurge on this beautiful Lego model. Uh, and and I mean that was really meditative for me. Um, but then a second one was also we spend until by the time of mediation come around, we spend about $150,000 on legal fees. And what that showed me was that, all right, I'm able to spend this much money in legal fees. Not that I ever wanted to, or that I budgeted for it, but I was able to, I could make it happen. So this was about a year before this 10 year anniversary. So I told, I decided for myself that, look, I was like planning, you know, to have like a little Zoom meeting for that, uh, for the 10 year anniversary. But I decided, no, I'm, I'm going to make this something epic because if I manage to find the money to make this stupid lawsuit happen, I'm going to find the money to make something that's freaking epic for everybody to remember our 10 year anniversary. And for me, it really helped to have that goal that look a year from now, I'll have this behind me. And I'll, we'll be at this retreat together. We, we, we rented a castle. We flew 60 people from around the world to France. I hired a private chef. And I would look at nights when I was really sort of, I mean, it was 
aggravating as well as draining, I would look at the pictures of the castle that we had rented for the retreat or that we're going to rent uh, for the retreat. And I would look at that picture and, and have that just in front of me as like, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm getting through this, to have this epic experience with all these people that I really, truly love working with and have just such a splendid time with. And being able to see all their faces and bring them together for for this really unique time together. Wow. Um, so the acknowledging what the lawsuit was costing, there was like just an empowerment in there. Like if I can do that, I can do something really good for my team. So there, there's this. At least I got this sense. Like it gave you this sense of. Yep, I can I can do this more than I was planning. Uh, then yeah, the next thing yeah, comes- it, it gave me just the not that that makes any logical sense that hey, because I just spent 150 grand, let me spend another 150 grand, and it ended up being 350 grand. Uh, but it it just was that if I can make that happen, just if I want to make it happen, I can. It gave me that self empowerment that. Let's let's make this something spectacular and epic so that we will remember it and it will be a really bright time. And it was also wonderful to have that time after the really dark time to have this this really wonderful event that everybody, I mean, the, the team unanimously still is like, okay, David, when are we doing the next one? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so we're that's planning cool. on the next one now. Yeah. So the second part of what I heard was you, you know, you're still working on a lawsuit, but you had this to look forward to. You had pictures of the castle, so you you, you had this sense like, hey, I'm working towards this thing. I'm looking forward to this. And what's interesting, I've read about this in several different places uh, recently about about longevity and 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 being healthy in in our later years. And one of the key things to just being happy, healthy, is having something to look forward to. And so it's interesting that you used it in that context, but even as we're just in life, um, if, if for anybody listening, pick pick something out in front of you, and if there's nothing there, create it, but find something to look forward to. That's what I heard you tell me, David. Yes, it is. Pick that goal because we, we need, that's the, the goal that can then energize us. And it's one of the exercises at the retreat. I had everybody do certain pre-work to to create those goal boards for the for the next year and for the next years to come so that I could share also some of that with my team to set those goals and then work your way through them of how are you going to achieve those goals because it's just it's something incredibly energizing to have that big audacious goal in front of you and the thing that you're working towards why are you doing uh, all of what you're doing. And I mean, I know why I, I get energized just by the, the things we do and I do for is as a business because of all the impact we have on companies. But it's just also wonderful to have that next goal. And now it's going to be for the whole team. We're going to announce it uh, next week at our uh, state of the company uh, address of what are, what are, what's our next retreat going to be? Where, where are we going next? And what goals do we need to hit? So this is not just my goal that gets me through something, but it can be a goal for the whole company, for everybody coming together. Cool. And and you have the spot picked out already? Oh, we're we're doing some finalizations today and Monday on you know picking out picking out places, finalizing where. 
because where in the world? I mean, it's not just that we're going, you know, to Orlando or something. I mean, last time we went to about two hours south of uh, Paris to a castle. So I'm not topping that. That's not the goal. But it's <laughs> going to be somewhere likely Brazil. Um, but we're, we'll, we'll see where exactly we'll end up. Uh, sounds awesome. It's a, yeah, yeah, cool to do that for your team. So you're, how long have you been married? Almost five years. So five years, five years of marriage. You're at the helm of the company. You mentioned some, you, you threw some work out. You only work half days, uh, right? Uh, eight to eight. How, how are you finding balancing, you know, being the CEO, uh, visionary and running the company with, uh, that, you know, the healthy life and, and relationship, et cetera. So I, I think part of it is is presence that when I'm spending time with with my wife or when we're doing things that that I'm really there, that I'm present. Uh, and another one is one that I picked up luckily a good number of years ago is that I really make weekends weekends so that I, I sort of really shift. I mean, my goal is to barely turn on or not turn on the the laptop, like not even go to the laptop on the weekend. And sometimes I do for some big picture things. If I have some ideas that I want to hash out while it's nice and quiet. Um, but most of the time that we, you know, we work hard and play hard. They do something fun on the weekend uh, to really get out there and, and, you know, do an activity or, or do something as well as then I've luckily gotten far enough in just structuring the company that at this point, we are. I'm able to take off for. It's it's no longer a big deal if I take off for a week or two or two and a half weeks even. To last year, we went and visited five. Did a two and a half week national park tour from started in Vegas with a show. Uh, well, no, with two shows actually. Then went on a tour of, um, De- um yeah, Death Valley. Mammoth Mountain, the, the ski resort, which in the summer has mountain biking up the down the ski lifts. Uh, then we went to Yosemite, did some, you know, lots of hiking. Sequoias were beautiful and uh, did some whitewater rafting. Um, then went to Sequoia National um, Park, uh, Kings Canyon, and Joshua Tree. So we covered five national parks, two other parks, uh, and it was just, it's, it was a wonderful trip. And it's it's great to have enough of a team in place that I can check out for that time. And that helps a lot for, and that's why it's also, we go to usually some, you know, some nature piece to really reconnect, get away from all sorts of things, technology, be with nature, be in nature, and have a little bit of the forceful unplug because most of those national parks do not have cell reception. So my team knows I'll check in maybe at the cabin at night if it has Wi-Fi, if it does. Uh, and other times it doesn't, um, but they know they'll just, they're without me for that time, but they got it covered. They, they know, uh, what to do and who can handle what in my absence. And I think that's really important because it also tests the procedures. It tests the company. Can things run? Am I just the glue that holds it all together or can things just keep going, uh, when I'm not there? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. I'm going to start with just the, um, I'll call it the, the level of intentionality. And I, I used this kind of vision before where if you think about a teeter-totter, usually they're even, 
right? I need to see on each side of the support bracket. They're even, yeah. um, <clears throat> but in work, it's not that way. Work in life. We tend to spend way more waking hours at work. So that, that shifts. And so the work side of life looks like it's got this long lever, right? Where it's, it's always going to outweigh. But what you described was when you're at home or spending time, you're very intentional. You, you you put the phone away. You don't get to the laptop. You're fully present. And I think as you start to stack those intentions, even though the time window is shorter, you start to achieve what feels like a better balance. And as you as you described some of your you know like your yep. trip and uh, and just the way your voice was, clearly you do a pretty good job of it. Yeah, and I think it's it's just it's important to. And that's why it's also a lot of activities that are, as I mentioned, like some whitewater rafting, some uh, rappling, canyoneering, uh, ropes courses, zip lining. I mean, a lot of very fun adventure activities, mountain biking off the, like, that was one of the most intense ones, taking up the gondola to the tip of a mountain and then mountain biking down the ski slopes. That was quite intense. We also love skiing. Uh, So we just a lot of good activities that are high intensity so that, there's also a certain force of I, I need to be present. Like this, this is an activity that really absorbs me. So I'm in the moment uh, and I can enjoy what I'm doing that moment. There's like the whatever client conversations, invoices, uh, all of that stuff just goes away for a moment because we're just in the moment. And my wife and I are racing down uh, a snow mountain on on skis and uh chasing each other so it's just that's that's the fun stuff and i'm really glad to have found her where we can have all of those activities that we do together and that we just you know have that type of fun and can challenge each other and and go on those adventures together yeah yeah that's amazing uh and and so as you look forward what uh what are you most looking forward to in the coming year well, I do have a little munchkin uh, on the way. So in March, we we have a little little munchkin popping out. Our first, our first baby, first child. Uh, so it's a it's a whole new that's a whole new chapter in adventure. I have on my desk. I have a set of little little baby books. Uh, I'm reading to prepare myself, uh, and it's that's a whole new chapter. I mean, there's so many things we're going through and we're discovering. Um, I have another ultrasound coming up tomorrow. So, so far, baby's all healthy and good. But it's just, that's a whole new journey. And I'm very excited for it to, to have, you know, tiny munchkin and see, uh, teach little munchkin and, and, you know, explore things and, you know, do all the science experience that I never got to do as a child uh, to, to do all of those. And it's, it's going to be an interesting, interesting new chapter. I have no doubt it's going to be amazing and awesome. So congratulations, by the way, to you and your ride. That's a, that's so cool. Such a fun time. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 scary, fun, overwhelming, exciting. It's it's all the feelings all in one. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and March will be just around the corner. I mean, I can't believe we're in Q four already of uh, of this year, but March will be just you know it will be knocking. We'll we'll get to the holidays, and then poof, it will be right there. And then this this whole new journey of creating this this little human and then raising the human uh will be a new chapter cool well i'm super i'm super excited for both of you uh and as you know as i hear more and learn more about your company i'm super excited for where you're headed and where you're going as well um well, so what what is what's your vision for the company what's what's <laughs> 
Uh, there's there's many good things. So as I mentioned, the the two products, uh, proved and waystones, and especially uh, waystones. Uh, we're we're expanding as we're growing the company. We'll keep growing the the client facing the automation business because it's just it's rewarding. It's it's fun stuff. We help clients. We have impact on their businesses, and that's just something that I enjoy. Plus, I really enjoy building technology and architecting solutions. And someone earlier on a a, a pitch, like a, a prospect I had on the phone earlier, where he was describing some system, and he was like. Well, you're you're the first guy that actually gets what I'm saying and what I'm looking for. Everybody else was like, "What the heck are you describing or doing?" There, I was like, "Oh no, 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 that's easy. Here, here's here's little little squares, and here's how I would architect this." And that's the stuff that just really excites me. That's why also on the work life balance, an important thing is just you got to do what you love, and you got to mm-hmm. find the right people that love doing what you don't love doing because there's usually there's someone for everything, um, and it's that passion, like doing what I actually enjoy makes it that I don't mind the, those, those, my jokingly, the half days that, yeah, some, my work day doesn't end at five or six. I mean, I, I don't know what the heck that's, that would be, that would be crazy to end the day that early. <laughs> uh, but uh, that I don't mind if it ends at eight or, or, or nine or 10, or that I work some more after dinner that sometimes I don't mind because often it's, it's stuff that I enjoy doing. And so the overall vision for the company is that we go from, I mean, I've been building this, uh, the, the software and the technology core up so that we have, uh, right now we have eight amaz- amazing scrum teams that can build technology incredibly fast uh, so that we can now, we do the client work, but we can also afford building these products and making various investments in other companies uh, that we're working with or that we're building technology for. That allows us to really spin out this this venture arm, Silver Ventures, uh, as well as these products like Approved and Waystones, because that's sort of the long term. Grow the core business. That's a mothership. It's profitable. It produces uh, revenue and profit every year. That allows us to invest in the other products and thereby diversify for one the the company, the portfolio, the group, and then really see where we can take those products, either the ones we came up with or the ones we're investing in as a, a bigger expansion. Because yeah, one one day um, we'll, we'll exit out of one of them. But the great thing is that I'm aligning with the right people. So I still get to do my passion of building the technology aspect, mentor and help them with some of the business aspects that I've just lived through over the last 11 years. But then have them have their passion in pushing whatever this product is and pushing it out there. And I can focus on the technology aspect where that's where it can help the most. Fantastic. Cool. I am uh, definitely excited to, uh, to be a bystander at least and, and watch where, where you take it and where you go. Exciting times. I'm excited for you, uh, for you in this new journey as a dad. So congratulations again on that. And uh, yeah, just really grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, before before I turn you loose, um, for anybody that wants to, a couple things. First, for anybody that wants to contact you, has an idea for a business, wants to engage with you, learn from you, hire you, your company, how do we get in touch? Easiest is my, my email address, dh, as in David Hartman, at tsl, tango, sierra, lima, dot io in your notion. 
so dh at tsl.io is the easiest, but you can also find us. That's also our uh, our website is tsl.io. Submit, check us out, see what we've done. And we're about to launch a new site. So you'll see all the impact that we've had on different businesses. You can browse our team. Uh, we share all our team members and, and everybody that's part of the TSL family. And I think those are the, the, the easiest way to get in touch. You can find me or us on social media at the server logics, our handle there. But is email is the easiest. And once you email me, I'll, I'll send you my t- cell phone number. Outstanding. David, thank you so much. Would you please leave our listeners with one important or impactful question that they should be asking themselves? I, I think the one that comes to my mind is um, what do I really want to do or what do I love doing? And identify that in your day because I'm, I'm, I promise you, it's not your entire day, but find those things in your day that you really, there's things you can categorize most tasks into something that's, that you're great at or that you're bad at, but it's also the things that energize you or that drain you because those are not the same thing. You can be bad at something, but it can energize you. Or you could be great at something and it can energize you, or you could be great at something. I'm good at a lot of things, but they freaking drain me. I mean, I I just, you know, I need to uh, lie back after after doing them because it's just my brain will be fried. Um, but there's some things that, I could do for hours and hours. They just give me more and more energy as I as I finish one task after another. So find those that energize you and know what they are and know what the things that drain you are. So you can just structure your days and plan your days uh, out so that you have a control over your energy levels and how you feel at the end of the day. So that you always throw in at least a little bit of whatever is that energizer and and have a great day. It's a great question to help all of us have a have a better life. So thank you, David. David, thank you so much for being here. I, I just really appreciate your your wisdom and your willingness to share it with everybody. My pleasure. No, thanks for having me, Todd. Always great chatting with you. Likewise. Listeners, of course, thank you so much for being here. Uh, before you head off, whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, remember, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble. Stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.